0: Thank you Jesus, thank you Jesus, oh, Jesus. I surrender myself to place with your glory. We fill this place with your presence. We go deeper in your presence and higher in your glory. We want more of you, God. We want more of you. We don't want the same old, same old. We want you to move. I want you to move. Thank you that you're moving amongst us, Lord. Speak to our hearts. Speak to our hearts like only you can. Oh, Jesus. Come, Jesus. Can fill this place with your glory. As we behold you, we behold you. We look to you. We look to you. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to minister this morning a little bit differently than I normally do, probably a lot differently than I normally do. Um, I'm going to speak about some of the things that God has been showing me And it started in the beginning of December. It started the beginning of December and I was doing my hair. You know, God is with us in every moment. He's not just somebody that we just just pray to. He's always with us. And so I was doing my hair. And he came up and he said, 2020. Is going to be a year of encounter and i know some of us that we're going from 2019 into 2020 wow that makes me old <laughs> but we're going into 2020 and and uh you know some of us we are those people that like to you know have new year's resolutions and this is you know out with the old in with the new and and other people are like it's only you know a day you know it's <laughs> It's not, you know, you, you know, it's kind of cliche to do the um, New Year's resolutions, but nonetheless, I am going to be speaking about the new year. And so God comes up to me and he says, 2020 is a year of encounter. And, and I, I was standing there with my curling iron in my hair, and I said, oh, God, I want to encounter you. And he said, you don't understand. I want to encounter you. Like, I'm coming for you. And the stirring, it caused this stirring to begin to happen in my heart, in my life. It caused hunger to rise up even more. And he took me to Genesis 28. AND IT'S THE STORY OF JACOB. ONE OF THE STORIES OF JACOB. AND WE REMEMBER JACOB AND ESAU WERE TWIN BROTHERS. ESAU WAS BORN FIRST. ESAU um, WAS LINED UP FOR THE INHERITANCE uh, AND and FOR THE BLESSING FROM HIS FATHER. AND AS um, THEIR FATHER WAS DYING, ESAU uh, SOLD HIS BIRTHRIGHT, sold, SOLD THE BLESSING, THE INHERITANCE TO JACOB FOR SOME FOOD. HE WAS HUNGRY. And, uh, and so uh, Jacob then tricked Jacob and his mother, then worked up a plan to trick their father onto how he would get the blessing. Um, he wore some fur and because his father was blind, he wore some fur, that kind of stuff. And Jacob tricked, manipulated, did everything he could to get the blessing and he got it. And in this point in Genesis 28, Jacob's on the run. Uh, you know, his brother wants him dead, basically. And, and so Jacob's on the run, and he leaves where he knows. And uh, so we come to Jacob 10. And I'm sorry about the screens this morning. Uh, our computer is on Christmas holidays, and it just keeps shutting down. It just keeps saying, nope, not today. So so uh, thank you for the team back there who keep trying to reboot it, but it's not their fault. So you may have to read along in your own Bible today. Uh, Genesis 28, verse 10, So Jacob leaves Beersheba, and he went toward Haran. And he came to a certain place and stayed there that night because the sun had set. Taking one of the stones of the place, he put it under his head and lay down in that place to sleep. And he dreamed, and behold, there was a ladder set up on the earth. And the top of it reached to heaven. And behold, the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord, the God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac. The land on which you lie I will give to you and to your offspring. Your offspring shall be like the dust of the earth, and you shall spread abroad to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south. And in you and your offspring shall all the families of the earth be blessed. SO EARLY IN THE MORNING, JACOB TOOK THE STONE THAT HE HAD PUT UNDER HIS HEAD AND SET IT UP FOR A a PILLAR AND POURED OIL ON TOP OF IT. HE CALLED THE NAME OF THE PLACE BETHEL, BUT THE NAME OF THE CITY WAS Luz AT THE FIRST. THEN JACOB MADE A VOW, SAYING, IF GOD WILL BE WITH ME AND WILL KEEP ME IN THIS WAY THAT I GO, WILL GIVE ME BREAD TO EAT AND CLOTHING TO WEAR, SO THAT I COME AGAIN TO MY FATHER'S HOUSE IN PEACE. Then the lord shall be my god and this stone which i have set up for a pillar shall be god's house and of all that you give me i will give a full tenth to you so god he shows up in the middle of jacob's manipulation in the middle of jacob's trickery in in all the things and now he's on the run god shows up to encounter jacob And actually what's interesting is it says the Lord stood at the top of the ladder, but if you um, study it out it's actually the Lord stood beside him. He was face to face with God. And God showed up to encounter him, but not just to show up. Something happened in Jacob when God showed up, he was completely changed. His life was changed. God showed up to encounter him. And change began to happen in his life, and he says, this, this is the house of God. God was in this place, and I did not even know it. And so God took me to this place and said, in 2020 is a year of encounter. That he would show up in ways that we've never seen before to encounter us, but not just to show up, to change everything. But he said it's not just about Sunday mornings or it's not just about church. He's not just gonna encounter us. It's a powerful thing when we come together. The Bible says where two or three are gathered together, I'm there. It's a powerful thing, but but there is something to be said even more about your personal relationship with God. That there is a secret place. THAT HE IS BECKONING US TO GO DO. AND IN THE SECRET PLACE IS NOT JUST A PLACE OF uh, WHERE YOU GO TO PRAY, AND I KNOW I CAN SOUND LIKE A BROKEN RECORD SOMETIMES WHEN I SAY THIS, BUT THERE IS PRAYER AND THERE'S CONFESSING THE WORD AND ALL THOSE THINGS ARE AWESOME, YOU SHOULD DO THEM. BUT THERE IS A SECRET PLACE THAT YOU GO TO. WHERE YOU GET YOUR DAILY BREAD FROM GOD. SEE, HE IS BREAD AND HE IS WATER. HE IS EVERYTHING THAT YOU NEED. AND YOU NEED TO GO INTO THE SECRET PLACE DAILY AND SPEND TIME WITH THE FATHER BECAUSE HE KNOWS WHAT YOU HAVE NEED OF. FOR EXAMPLE, WE we HOSTED CHRISTMAS. WE HOSTED TWO CHRISTMASES. and lots of people and it was wonderful and it was a great time and lots of laughs and all that but then after all the people left Jarrett and i were like oh my gosh i'm so tired like i i can't every bone in my body hurts i don't know how kathy does it on a regular basis but every bone in my body hurt and i was so tired and and so i go to spend time with god Tired, but I, but but I but I desire His presence. I desire that time with Him, and so I'm in my room and and I'm praying and I'm I'm just I'm praying in the Spirit and I'm just you know got some music playing and and God says, "Lay down. I want you to lay down and rest." And I'm like, "This is weird," <laughs> you know, like I should be doing something. And He said this so clear to me. I KNOW WHAT YOU HAVE NEED OF. I KNOW WHAT YOU HAVE NEED OF. LAY DOWN AND JUST REST IN MY PRESENCE. SEE, WE, we GET CONSUMED WITH THE, the HAVE-TO'S and, AND AS MUCH AS I SPEAK IT, I WILL SLIP RIGHT BACK INTO IT LIKE EVERYONE ELSE, WHERE I GO BACK INTO THE PLACE OF, LIKE, NO, I'VE GOT TO ACCOMPLISH THIS IN THE PRESENCE OF GOD. I'VE GOT TO GET THIS DONE. I'VE GOT TO PRAY FOR THIS PERSON. i GOT TO DO THIS. And, AND IT'S DIFFERENT. You, YOU MUST SPEND TIME IN HIS PRESENCE JUST BEING WITH HIM. JUST RELATIONSHIP WITH HIM. I KNOW I'VE SAID THIS BEFORE, BUT IF JARRETT AND I WERE TO GO ON A DATE AND THE WHOLE TIME I TALKED ABOUT OUR MARRIAGE VOWS TO EACH OTHER AND I JUST CONFESSED THEM OVER AND OVER, IS THE MARRIAGE VOWS TRUTH? YES, IT IS. DID WE SAY THEM? Absolutely. But there's communication that needs to happen. It's the same thing. The Father wants to hear from you, and he has something to say to you. He knows what you have need of. And so I'm laying in his presence, and I'm just laying there. And he just keeps saying, I know, I know what you have need of. You have need of rest. Let me be your rest. AND SO THERE'S THIS PLACE WHERE THE FATHER IS, is he's WANTING TO ENCOUNTER US, BUT HE'S WANTING TO ENCOUNTER YOU IN THE SECRET PLACE. THAT HE WOULD BE YOUR DAILY BREAD. YOU KNOW THEY SAY YOU CAN'T LIVE ON YESTERDAY'S BREAD, ON YESTERDAY'S GRACE. Is A DAILY BREAD. Give us, this, GIVE US THIS DAY OUR DAILY BREAD. There's a daily word that the Father wants to speak with you. Deeper in His presence. So God encounters Jacob. Look at this in Psalms 24, verse 2. It says, we'll start in verse 3 Who may ascend unto the mountain of the Lord, and who may stand in His holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart who has not lifted up his soul to what is false nor has sworn oaths deceitfully, he shall receive a blessing from the Lord and the righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is the generation of those who diligently seek him and require him as their greatest need, who seek your face even as did Jacob. Another version says, "This is the Jacob generation; those that seek Your face." And we talk about Jacob generation. It's not talking about my age group or the age group to come or the, the younger ones. It's talking about everyone that's alive on earth right now. This. IS THE JACOB GENERATION. THIS IS THE GENERATION OF THOSE WHO WILL REQUIRE OF GOD, WILL SEEK HIM, WILL WANT HIM MORE THAN ANYTHING. THIS IS THE GENERATION OF THOSE THAT SEEK HIS FACE. SO AS HE BEGAN TO SPEAK THESE THINGS TO ME, THEN I I, I didn't go into work for a few days. I said, I need to spend some days in prayer. I just I'm going to pray. And so I, I, I spent day after day praying. And every day, God would show me something new. And so I'm going to read some of it, because that's what he told me to do. So I was in prayer one of the mornings, and... AND IT WAS THIS BEAUTIFUL PRESENCE. And, AND I WAS JUST... I WAS SITTING ON THE FLOOR AND I WAS JUST WORSHIPPING HIM. AND THEN ALL OF THE SUDDEN IT WAS LIKE... THERE WAS A CHANGE IN THE ATMOSPHERE AND IT ALMOST FELT MILITANT. IT FELT LIKE... IT FELT LIKE THE KING OF GLORY, THE LORD STRONG AND MIGHTY. just walked in the room and I was sitting on the floor and I couldn't do anything else, I stood up because I felt like, I felt like it was the right thing to do and this is what he began to say and I wrote it down as best as I could, he said, it's time to stand at attention. IT'S TIME TO STAND AT ATTENTION. AND HE SAID IT AGAIN, IT'S TIME TO STAND AT ATTENTION AND SEE THE GOODNESS OF GOD, THE HAND OF GOD, THE FAVOR OF GOD. FOR I AM STRETCHING OUT MY HAND AND I AM PUTTING THINGS IN ORDER. I AM MOVING THINGS INTO PLACE AND I AM MOVING THINGS OUT OF THE WAY. I AM MOVING STUMBLING BLOCKS OUT OF THE WAY. YOU WILL SEE GOD MOVE. FOR I AM MOVING IN YOUR HOME, I AM MOVING IN YOUR CHURCH, I AM EVEN MOVING IN YOUR CITY. MANY WILL STAND AT ATTENTION AND LOOK AND SEE THE GOODNESS OF GOD. I AM CAUSING THE ENEMY TO SCATTER, SO IT IS TIME FOR THE CHURCH TO STAND UP. TO STAND UP OUT OF YOUR BROKENNESS, TO STAND UP OUT OF YOUR OFFENSE, To stand up out of your bitterness, to stand up out of your disappointment, it is time to stand up and take your place. He said, take your place, it's time for you to take your place. I said, God, what's my place? HE SAID, YOUR PLACE IS YOUR POSITION THAT YOU ARE NOW AN HEIR OF CHRIST. THAT YOUR POSITION IS THAT YOU ARE NOW GOD'S KIDS. YOUR POSITION IS THAT YOU ARE NOW SEATED IN HEAVENLY PLACES WITH HIM. YOUR POSITION IS THAT YOU ARE NOW FULLY ALIVE IN HIS PRESENCE. HE TOOK ME TO LUKE 22 AND IT SAYS, 22 VERSE 29, IT SAYS, I GIVE YOU YOUR DESTINY. I AM PROMISING YOU THE KINGDOM REALM THAT THE FATHER HAS PROMISED ME. I AM GIVING YOU YOUR DESTINY. THIS IS YOUR DESTINY, THE KINGDOM REALM. I AM GIVING YOU THE KINGDOM REALM. I AM GIVING YOU THE AUTHORITY TO RULE AND REIGN. I. I AM GIVING YOU THE AUTHORITY, THIS IS THE KINGDOM, I AM GIVING IT TO YOU, THIS IS YOUR DESTINY, IT'S TIME FOR YOU TO TAKE YOUR PLACE, THIS IS YOUR DESTINY, IT'S TIME TO STAND UP, OUT OF THE THINGS THAT HAVE HELD YOU DOWN AND HELD YOU BACK OVER AND OVER AGAIN, IT'S TIME FOR YOU TO STAND UP OUT OF IT, THIS IS YOUR DESTINY, THE KINGDOM, I HAVE GIVEN YOU THE KINGDOM. IN LUKE 22, JESUS IS TALKING TO THEM AND HE SAYS, YOU THINK That I'm going to totally paraphrase here for a moment. But you think that what it means to rule and reign, to, to be kings and priests, you think that that means that you get served. You look, at the, you look at the rulers and the kings of the world and you think how awesome it is because they're served. He says, but the kingdom of God does things differently. The kingdom comes when you are ruling and reigning. He says, you come to serve. It looks like serving. It looks like having a heart of a servant. He says, for even I have come to serve you. And quite often, honestly, I think that we look to be served. What can I get from this as opposed to what can I give? He's given me everything. And he keeps filling me up. And he keeps giving me more and he keeps doing exceedingly abundantly above all i could ask or think what can i give where can i serve who can i serve who can i love and jesus says he says in luke 12 it says fear not little flock for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom this is what pleases the Father, was to give you the kingdom, your place. Yet we don't step into it. We don't step into it. And some of us would rather stay in our offenses. choose this day who you'll serve. And in, in continuing on in Luke 22, where he says, I give you your destiny. I'm promising you the kingdom realm that the Father has promised me. And then in verse 30, he says, we will celebrate the kingdom and you will feast with me at my table. Jesus says this, we will celebrate the kingdom and you'll sit with me at my table. You'll come eat with me at my table. That wrecks me because when I, when I think of being a teenager and there was the cool kids table or, or being even an adult and you see the important people are sitting at that table. And, and maybe you got to sit at that table or maybe you got to watch people sit at that table and you wished you were at that table. And you think, man, it'd just be nice if I could just sit with the cool people or sit with the important people. Or you get honored to sit at the important people's table and you're like, this is amazing. I'm sitting with important people. We've been on one side of it at some point in time, but this scripture, Jesus says, and we will celebrate the kingdom together, you and I, you and me together, and we won't just celebrate the kingdom. You will come and you will feast with me at my table. You'll sit with me at my table. You get to be with me. I choose you, I see you. One of the most important things you can realize is that God sees you. He sees your every moment. He sees you. He knows you by name. He loves you so much that He numbered the hairs on your head. He sees you. He knows every detail of your life. He says, You're not a nobody? Come sit with me at the table. Let's eat together. I choose you. And then I heard another day, the next day, it's funny, I tried to put all of this in order of what made the best sense to me. (laughs) And God says, "I, "I." I I want you to do it in the order that I spoke it to you because that's what makes sense. (laughs) I said, okay, I'll put it back. So the next day I was in prayer and I heard the Lord say like this, today is the day of reckoning. I quickly looked up the meaning of the word reckoning and He said, it means a settling of accounts, a statement of an account due an appraisal or a judgment made. He says, I heard it was the day of reckoning for your household, for your families, for your businesses, for the circumstances that you have gone through, and for this church. It's a turnaround. Everything has changed because it's the day of reckoning. It says, God is settling accounts and he's making judgments, and he's ruling in your favor where the enemy has come to destroy your family, to destroy your life, to destroy your businesses, to destroy this church, wherever he has come, he says, God says, this is the day of reckoning, and I am ruling in your favor. And he took me to Isaiah 10. He says, woe to those who make unjust laws, to those who issue oppressive decrees, To deprive the poor of their rights and withhold justice from the oppressed of my people making widows their prey and robbing the fatherless what will you do in the day of reckoning when disaster comes from afar to whom will you run for help where will you leave your riches nothing will remain but to cringe among the captives or fall among the slain verse 17 says the light of Israel will become a fire the holy one of flame in a single day it will burn and consume his thorns and his briars the splendor of the forest and the fertile fields will com- will completely destroy and when a sick person wastes as when a sick person wastes away and it says verse 20 in that day the remnant of israel the survivors of jacob will no longer rely on him who struck them down But they will truly rely on the Lord, the Holy One of Israel. A remnant will return. A remnant of Jacob, the ones who seek his face. A remnant of Jacob will return to the mighty God. Though your people be like the sand by the sea, Israel, only a remnant will return. DESTRUCTION HAS BEEN DECREED, OVERWHELMING AND RIGHTEOUS. THE LORD, THE LORD ALMIGHTY WILL CARRY OUT THE DESTRUCTION DECREED UPON THE WHOLE LAND. THEREFORE, THIS IS WHAT THE LORD, THE LORD ALMIGHTY SAYS, MY PEOPLE WHO LIVE IN ZION, DO NOT BE AFRAID OF THE ASSYRIANS, WHO BEAT YOU WITH A ROD AND LIFT UP A CLUB AGAINST YOU, AS EGYPT DID. THE ASSYRIANS WERE THE ONES THAT HAD CAUSED OPPRESSION ON THE PEOPLE. THEY WERE THE ONES THAT BEAT THEM DOWN. AND SO HE SAYS, DON'T BE AFRAID OF THE ENEMY. And hear the Lord say this to you, do not be afraid of the enemy who's beat you down. Who's lifted up a club against you. Some of us have gone through things. Things that we keep going back around again. We we keep getting hit over and over and over again or maybe it's sickness or maybe it's destruction or maybe it's generational curses, the things that have come through bloodlines or whatever it is. I WANT YOU TO HEAR THIS DAY THAT THE LORD HAS MADE A JUDGMENT. HE SAYS, NO MORE. NO MORE. IT'S THE DAY OF RECKONING. HE SAYS, DON'T YOU BE AFRAID OF THE ENEMY WHO HAS TRIED TO BEAT YOU DOWN who has raised clubs against you, as Egypt did. He says, "'Very soon my anger against you will end, and, by, and my wrath will be directed to their destruction. "'The Lord Almighty will lash them with a whip and when he, "'as when he struck down Midian at the Rock of Oreb. "'And he will raise his staff over the waters "'as he did in Egypt.' Remember the last, the last thing we heard where God says, I am stretching out my hand and I am moving things and I am putting things in place. I am taking things out of the way and I'm putting things in place that are supposed to be. I am stretching forth my hand. And here he says, I am, I will raise my staff over the waters as he did in Egypt. You're going to walk through this. You're going to walk through this. You're going to walk through this. You're going to get through this. In the day, their burdens will be lifted from your shoulders and their yoke from your neck. The yoke will be broken because of the anointing. The burden that you've carried for so long. The yoke that you've carried. You know, when oxes are yoked together, they can't can't move without each other. They can't move forward. They're stuck. They're carrying heavy things. He says, I am breaking that thing off of you so that you can move forward because of the anointing. Because of the anointing. Just a sec here. Can you put Isaiah 61 up? I'm sorry. I because of the anointing. The anointing is the presence and the power of God. I don't care what version, oh, well, maybe I do, I don't know. Put the ESV up, Isaiah 61. That whatever it is that you're going through, the addiction, the loss, your family, the cycle your health God says today is the day of reckoning that yoke that you carry those burdens that you've been carrying some of you for your whole entire life no more because of the anointing look at this is this is what the anointing does. This is, this is what the anointing comes to do, and this is what's inside of you. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives. This is the anointing, because, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. Next verse. to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn, to grant to those who mourn in Zion, to give them a beautiful headdress instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the garment of praise instead of the faint spirit, that they may be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified, the anointing, and says, Back to Isaiah 10. In that day, their burden will be lifted from their shoulders, their yoke from your neck. The yoke will be broken because of the anointing. In the NIV, it says, because you have grown so fat. See the Lord, the Lord Almighty will lop off the boughs with great power. The lofty trees will be felled, and the tall ones will be brought low. He will cut down the forest thickets with an axe. Lebanon will fall before the mighty one. The Lord is moving. And you can hold on to this, that today, today is the day of reckoning. And that thing that, has, that you have carried around with you for years and years or days or weeks, whatever it is that you've carried around is broken because of the anointing. And then I went the next day into prayer and I, I had a vision this day. And it was interesting because I was standing up here and I was, I was, we were praising, everyone was standing, we were praising God, we were worshiping him and, and all the doors were shut. And as, as we were worshiping, suddenly the doors, this door and this door and the one back there, it, they flung open and there was light shining in. And as the light was shining in, we began to lift our voices and we just began to call out to Jesus and we were just calling out for him. And the more that we did it, the more the light began to move in. And the more that we did it, it it moved closer to each other, the streams of light coming from either side and they collided in the middle. And when they collided, it was like an intense, great light filled the room. And I heard the Lord say, That's the light of my glory. That's the light of my countenance. He said, Embassy Church will be a people who have seen a great light. And I began to seal it over the church. I I began to seal that word. And then I heard God say this. For it is time for the church to arise. To wake up from your slumber. For there is much for you to do. There is much for you to see. And I have much for you to experience. But you must arise. You must wake up so that you can see. For you will be a people that have seen a great light. But you must wake up. AND I, I LOVE THE LORD, I EVEN WROTE THIS IN MY JOURNAL IN THIS moment, BECAUSE HE JUST TAKES YOU ON THESE JOURNEYS and, AND, YOU KNOW, HE'LL SAY AFTER THIS, HE SAID, I WANT YOU TO GO TO ISAIAH 9 and, and, AND THEN AS YOU GO AND YOU FOLLOW AFTER THE JOURNEY THAT HE TAKES YOU ON, YOU'RE JUST AMAZED, YOU'RE AMAZED AT HIS GOODNESS. SO HE TAKES ME TO ISAIAH 9 AND THIS IS WHAT HE SAYS. THOSE WHO WALKED IN DARKNESS HAVE SEEN A RADIANT LIGHT SHINING UPON THEM. THEY ONCE LIVED IN THE SHADOW OF DEATH. But now a glorious light has dawned. Lord, you have multiplied the nation and given them overwhelming joy. They are ecstatic in your presence. And rejoice like those who bring in great harvest and those who divide up the spoils of victory. God is bringing increase. He's bringing increase to your life and he is multiplying the joy. You know, when God brings increase, it's not to make you miserable. Sometimes he brings increase and it increases our responsibility and we become miserable. That's because you left your place of rest. That's because you left the place of grace that God has given you. When he gives you more responsibility, he gives you more grace. Then verse 4 it says, For you have broken the chains that have bound your people and lifted off the heavy bar across their shoulders. The rod of the oppressor used against them, you have shattered all their bondage. There it is again. A people who have seen a great light. Then I went to Ephesians 5. It says, once your life was full of sin's darkness, but now you have the very light of our Lord shining through you because of your union with him. Your mission is to live as children flooded with the revelation light and the supernatural fruits of his light will be seen in you, goodness, righteousness, and truth. Then you will learn to choose what is beautiful to our Lord and don't even associate with the servants of darkness because they have no fruit in them. Instead, reveal truth to them. The very things they do in secret are too vile and filthy to even mention. Whatever the revelation light exposes, it will also correct. And everything that reveals truth is light to the soul. This is why the scripture says, Arise, you sleeper. Rise from the dead, and the anointed one will shine his light into you. In verse 8, it says, Your mission is to live as children flooded with his revelation light. It's your mission to live as one flooded with the light, and the light will expose things in your life, but that's okay, it'll expose dark places in your life, but that's a good thing. You want that. Lenny says, Arise, you sleeper, and I just I'll just read Ephesians 4 real quick and then I'll. Ephesians 4 18 says, their corrupted logic has been clouded because their hearts are so far from God. Their blinded understanding and deep-seated moral darkness keeps them from the true knowledge of God because of spiritual apathy, they surrender their lives to lewdness, impurity, and sexual obsession. Their corrupted logic has been clouded because their hearts are far from God. They've gotten into spiritual apathy which has caused them to go places that they never thought that they would go. That's never your plan to get involved in and impurity and sexual obsession. <laughs> That's not the plan. But when we start to move our hearts far from God, it takes us places we don't want to go. And I believe that there's been places where where some of us have been like, "I, I don't want to forgive. I don't want to leave this place. I was abandoned, I was hurt. I want God and I want my offense. I want God and I want my bitterness. I want God and I want whatever thing that you are holding back from God. And in those areas of your life, you've fallen asleep. HE'S NOT MAD AT YOU. HE'S NOT MAD AT YOU. HE'S SAYING, ARISE, SLEEPER. I'VE GOT MANY THINGS TO SHOW YOU. I'VE GOT MANY THINGS FOR YOU TO DO. I'VE GOT MANY THINGS FOR YOU TO EXPERIENCE, BUT YOU MUST WAKE UP SO YOU CAN SEE. I WANT YOU TO SEE. I want YOU TO TURN YOUR HEARTS BACK TO ME. THERE'S SO MUCH THAT I GOT FOR YOU. SO BACK TO THE BEGINNING WHERE HE SAID IT'S TIME FOR YOU TO STAND UP OUT OF YOUR BITTERNESS. STAND UP OUT OF YOUR OFFENSE. Stand up out of your complacency. Stand up out of your apathy. Stand up of your brokenness. Stand up out of your brokenness. And arise, church. It's time to take the position that I have given you. I just want to sing for a second, please. Just just speak to the Lord. I, I believe that the Holy Spirit is ministering to hearts right now. I believe that he's ministering to hearts and he's revealing things in your life. He's calling you forward. This is this is is God, this is who He is, this is how much He loves, that He would come to you and realize that He sees you in this moment, and He's saying, there is so much more that I have for you. You know, isn't that just like depression that would cause you to go to sleep? says, says I'm healing depression this morning I'm healing depression this morning that yoke that has been around your shoulders that you've carried for so long he says I break it this morning depression is not your portion the joy of the Lord is
1: triumph fun folks he's never failing Thank you, Jesus. he's never failing his words lead you on do not forget his great faithfulness you finish all he's begun so take courage my heart stay steadfast my soul he's in the way in the waiting hold on to your hope as His your triumph, triumph, triumph unfolds he's never failed, he's never, never
0: failed. he says he's in the waiting he's in the waiting and this saying once and I loved it so much it was that there's never been anyone who's ever sought after God with their own whole heart and never found Him they always find Him and when we go into the presence of God when we go into that secret place sometimes sometimes it's tough but stay there Stay there. Keep doing it. Keep going back. But sometimes it looks different. No, all the time it looks different every day. It's not always the same thing. Sometimes I go into the presence of God and I'm singing and I'm dancing and I'm worshiping. Sometimes I'm on my knees and I'm crying. Sometimes I'm laying in my bed resting because he knows what I have need of. When it says, take courage, my heart, do you know how you take courage? He gives it to you. He knows what you have need of. Are you courageless this morning? Ask of the Father. Courage isn't something you have to muster up. Like, okay, he said take courage, so I better find it. Where do you find it? In his presence. Everything that you need in your brokenness in His presence. How do I stand up out of this offense in His presence? How do I stand up out of my bitterness in His presence? The Bible says, ask and you will receive. Ask of me. Ask of me, ask of me, ask of me. What is it that you need? Ask of me. Do not fear, this is is for some, do not fear, do not fear little flock for it is my father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. To give you the kingdom. Thank you. LAST THING THAT I WANT TO READ, AND I... 2020 IS A YEAR OF ENCOUNTER. AND THIS IS THE SCRIPTURE THAT HE GAVE ME PROBABLY THE BEGINNING OF NOVEMBER. AND IT'S FROM ISAIAH 48, VERSE 3. LONG AGO I ANNOUNCED WHAT WAS GOING TO BE. THEN WITHOUT WARNING I MADE IT HAPPEN. IN THE VOICE IT SAYS THE ETERNAL ONE SAYS IN TIMES LONG PAST I DETERMINED AND ANNOUNCED THE THINGS THAT WOULD COME AND THEN SUDDENLY I ACTED ON IT AND THEY INDEED HAPPENED. That, there, that, THAT THERE'S GOING TO BE A SUDDENLY THAT COMES THIS YEAR There WILL BE THINGS THAT HAPPEN SUDDENLY, THINGS THAT GOD HAS SPOKEN OVER YOUR LIFE AND YOU'VE THOUGHT WHERE DID THOSE THINGS COME, WHERE DID THEY GO, DID GOD FORGET ABOUT ME, DID I DO SOMETHING WRONG? Or there'll be things that you've been believing for and contending for and you know, God says, you know it's the truth. God says, there are things that I have spoken forth and then suddenly they will happen. It's the year of suddenly. Even this words today that you've heard that suddenly, suddenly, It's a turnaround, it's a turnaround, it's a turnaround. Thank you, Jesus. Can we just stand up? Can we just stand up as as we're answering the word this morning? Like I stand up. In the areas of my life, God, where I have gone to sleep. THE AREAS OF MY HEART WHERE I REFUSE TO TURN THEM OVER TO YOU OR WHATEVER YOU'RE CALLING ME TO, I STAND UP. I STAND UP. AND SO, FATHER, I JUST PRAY OVER EVERY PERSON HERE. AS WE GO INTO THE YEAR 2020, I THANK YOU, FATHER, THAT IT'S A YEAR OF VISION. It's a year of seeing clearly. I declare new encounters. I declare deeper revelations. I declare deep things in the spirit. I declare dreams and visions that arise, that come from the heavenly realm. I declare deeper in the presence of God and higher in his glory. I declare a hunger that's rising up for the things of the kingdom, to see the things of the kingdom, for the spirit realm of God. I declare hunger that rises in Jesus' name. And Father, I thank you that they'll be led forth. Excuse me, they'll go out with joy and they'll be led forth with peace. I thank you that this is the year of favor. This is the year of favor, the divine favor of the Lord. I declare that this, even now, is a day of reckoning, that the things that they have fought in their life, that that where the enemy has been assigned to take them out, where the enemy has been assigned to knock them down, I declare that today is the day where it is cut off from their life. Oppression, depression, anything caused them to be held back. I declare that the judgment of the Lord has been made. He has ruled in your favor. It is cut off from your life right now. And that you will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. I declare it over your life. I seal this over your life. In Jesus' name. Now go deeper, go deeper in his presence. Go deeper in his presence. Find yourself a secret place and just, even if you show up and it's like, God, I don't know what to do. I don't don't know what this looks like. Teach me. That's what I say, teach me, God, teach me. I don't know, I don't know if I'm doing it right. God, teach me. Show me what this looks like for us change your life. It'll change your life. just declare the rod of the oppressor that has tried to break you down, that has tried to oppress you, that has tried to be heavy year after year, year after year, he has tried to break down, And I declare from this moment on, it is broken from your life because of the anointing, because you have grown fat, because of the anointing, because of the anointing, because of the anointing, it is broken from your life. And from this day forward, you will see the hand of God. You will see the liberty. You will see the freedom. You will walk in the joy of the Lord. Because of the anointing, it is broken. Heaviness is gone. You will even breathe different. You'll even walk different. It is a day of destiny. Because of the anointing, the anointing breaks the yoke. Because of the anointing, because of the anointing, because of the anointing. And to Morris, there's a new level of praise. God's taking you into a new, deep level of praise. One like you've never seen before. It's a different realm. It's a realm where you pull things out of. You will pull things out of this realm. It's different, Tamaris. Be free, be free. Be free. And a new level of wisdom, Kyle. A new realm of wisdom. genius of Jesus wisdom deep deep wisdom because of the anointing because of the anointing it breaks the yoke you're free you're free thank you jesus well be blessed as you go do I have I'll end do I have to okay